All right, this is Megan Glass. Welcome back to another edition of TH Talks Music. I am here with the incredibly talented Stefan, who goes by the name Lyric. Uh, and is that your real name? Lyric? Yeah. No, it is not. It's just a name you took on. Yeah. Interesting. So he's a local uh, rapper, hip-hop artist in the community. Um, and I was just telling him that I was first introduced to him through the Dubuque Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, he was invited to uh, be a part of their Arts Trek concerts. Mm-hmm. And he got up in front of a sold-out crowd of students and just completely blew them away with his rapping of Hamilton. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is so cool. So, yeah. Stefan, and you're only 22? I am only 22, oh yes. Oh my gosh, that's Incredible. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from Dubuque? I am from Dubuque, yes. Okay. Born and raised. Um, I don't know. I started rapping when I was like seven, but like... Seven. Seven, yeah. What do you rap about when you're seven? I, just anything. <laughs> I don't know. I was just freestyling most of the time back then, you know, nice, so it nice. was just... Uh, yeah, nothing too serious, but like, I don't know. I didn't... Um, yeah, it wasn't like real structures, like songs. It was sure. just like whatever yeah i can yeah. think of yeah. with my seven-year-old friend. sure yeah <laughs> right. yeah uh, but um when i got into eighth grade my my friends got me back introduced into like to rap and uh got me to start taking it seriously to mm. like actually start writing and stuff like that we used to like do like uh rap battles on the school bus on oh the way gosh. home and stuff <laughs> like that it was great and uh yeah that really, I don't know, just something clicked. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So what was, I mean, it sounds like it's something that you've had in your blood for a long time. Mm. What what inspired it? Were there artists that inspired it? Were it was it the words? Was it mm. the rhythms? What what kind of fueled that for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, music's always been a thing in my life. Like, it's, I don't know, like... I have a lot of musicians, uh, a lot of singers in my family, you know, so just music's in my blood already, but I don't know what really drew me to hip hop. I guess it was just the rhythm. Yeah. And the, the beats, it was just something about the beats and being able to tell a story, you know, through the words and, you know, not only it being the words, but being able to tell the story with the flow and like your cadence and the delivery and like, Really being able to, like, uh, I don't know, the listener being able to feel, like, just Mm. the pure emotion, just with words, you know? Like, I don't know. I always thought that was incredible. And um, being able to connect with people like that, that's all I've really ever wanted, was just to be able to connect to people. So, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's great. So what, um, I mean, so you grew up in a musical family. It sounds Mm -hmm. like you've got a lot of singing in your background. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that experience and exposure to rap early on. Yeah. How did you eventually begin writing? What was that that story like for you in terms of when you first decided you were going to try this on your own? Um, Well, again, I started when I was like um, in eighth grade. So I was like 13. and I don't know, like, it started off just writing, like, raps to say in the battles that we had with each other. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, I was, just, I don't know, I just found this beat on YouTube one day, and uh, I just, I don't know, I was like, yeah, I can make a write, <laughs> write a song to this, yeah. <laughs> so I did. I mean, the song is terrible, yeah. as you can imagine. <laughs> Do you it's remember from- the name of the song? Lyrical madness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know any of the any of the I, words to I it? Do, do you? Do you want to give us a little oh, bit of a flavor of it? No, that shouldn't. <laughs> I'm putting him on the spot. Oh here. my gosh. <laughs> um, how does that go? Oh my gosh. No, actually. <laughs> Something, something, something. Yeah, I got that feeling that when I get up on stage, people going to be hearing that lyrical man is lyr- Yeah, it's like <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't like any of that. <laughs> I re- actually recorded it. That was actually my first recorded song oh, wow. like back six years ago. Okay. I-, I recorded it with some friends and uh, 
The video's still up on YouTube, but I don't show anybody that song. <laughs> so good. how did you, I mean, how did you learn? How did you grow? How did you eventually find your voice for mm. this style of music? Um, because, I mean, I see a lot of what you post. I know you're really out there on social media mm-hmm. getting your, your music out. You're opening for some pretty substantial acts that are coming through the area, which yeah. is very cool. So how did that growth process take place for you? Um, I don't know. Thinking back, it was really weird how that even um, really took off. Uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of influences. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know, Eminem was a huge influence to me. Interesting. Um, And, I mean, still is to an extent. I don't really listen to him as much as I did. But, like, uh, yeah, he was a a huge influence to me. And uh, uh, Tech 9 and, like, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and Nas, like, uh, yeah. I just listen to them just nonstop all the time. And they really, I don't know, they just really got to me. Yeah. Um, what was it in those those particular styles, particularly Eminem? Because mm-hmm. he was into the rap battle thing. Yeah. Um, what was it about that, that that really drew you in? It was just so real. It was so yeah. raw yeah. and like uncensored. And uh, yeah, and it was just like, there wasn't really anything like it. Um, you know, everything that he did, did was unique. And, uh, I think he was the first to do a lot of stuff, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt a sense of relatability Mm -hmm. with him because he talked about his, like his childhood and his upbringing in a way that nobody else really did. Like his storytelling wasn't like anybody else's, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just felt a weird connection to it for some reason yeah and he he happens to rap about a lot of stuff that others don't particularly sure. do sure um, yeah yeah so yeah i don't know it was just it was, it's wild it's it's um uncensored but it's like i don't know it's classic to me yeah um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me because i read on uh, a blog site of yours that you you consider yourself Christian yeah and profanity is not something you you bring into your work right so to draw from Eminem right. <laughs> of yeah. all people right. so that's really interesting to me yeah um, so talk to me about that because I think that's sort of a a stigma if you will mm. about hip-hop I think people especially in Dubuque Iowa of all yeah. places I think they hear hip-hop they hear rap and there's not enough familiarity built there for it. Right. Um, I think they think it's, they go to the violence, they go to, you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in the early 90s that right. was provocative and pushed a lot of boundaries. Right. Um, so first of all, how do you feel about those artists and what they're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And then second of all, what was the choice for you to to not do that, to bring something different to that? Right. Um, I mean, to me, music is music. Hip-hop mm-hmm. is hip-hop. I don't care. Like... Yeah, I don't really care what you talk about. Um, music is music. Nobody really has any right to criticize anybody's art, you know? Mm. Like, if that's what they... If that's how they choose to express themselves, then that's, you know... That's how they choose to express themselves. And, sure, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh... And I don't know if it's just because I'm an artist, too, and, like, I just have... Uh, a certain connection with music that others might not have, but like that kind of stuff never really bothered me. Mm-hmm, like the hearing, you're right? Sure. Yeah, it's just I don't know, or like the violence, or you know, talking about um, narcotics or stuff like like it. It never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, but other people would be like, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's crazy." Like if I don't know, I feel like if a lot of people heard some of the stuff that I listen to, they'd probably be kind of scared or like turned <laughs> off which is like i don't know i get it i get it like if i was a normal person i guess and i like i heard some of the stuff i'd be like wow you should, sure you probably shouldn't play that <laughs> but i don't know i just i don't i don't i don't really see anything wrong with it i just think of it as music yeah and um yeah growing up in a christian household like uh that was really difficult because, I mean, that was one of the biggest challenges I had to start making music was mm. to, like, you know, tell my parents that, yeah, I want to start rapping or whatever, you know. And it took a long time for them to really accept it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really, like, honestly, I don't feel they really accepted it until maybe, like, two or so years ago. Wow. <laughs> you know, and I've been doing this for a long time. But sure. Yeah, it t- I feel like it, t- it took a, a long time for them to um, accept it and uh, actually start, like, supporting what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was their reluctance about it? Again, just, I mean, they're Christian, you know. Sure, and just sure. growing up, you know, their background and everything, we just... It's just not a supported, you know, like if it's mm-hmm. not gospel, it's just, no, sure. right. It's worldly. <laughs> we can't accept it. So they just were very standoffish about it, mm-hmm. which is, it's fine. And it's, you know, yeah, I don't have a problem with that, but it was just, it was a struggle for me to like, to tell them, you know, that I kind of want to do something that's mm-hmm. kind of going against what you've been teaching me my whole life you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah i don't know i i eventually just said whatever Mm -hmm. and did it anyway and um that yeah they eventually came around i guess once they saw once i saw that this wasn't like a like a phase or anything you know like i was serious about this and like i was doing bigger things you know not just Talk about some of those opportunities you've had because you're still quite young. Yeah. Um, and to be, you know, again, now opening for, I, I know you're doing the Bone Thugs and Harmony concert yeah. uh, in March, which is so cool. It's crazy, right? Really cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would just be flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, I guess, some of those opportunities you've had and how you feel about that. Um, we, yeah, I've been, I've been performing since 2016 and, uh, I was 18 at the time, you know, like fresh out of high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I didn't really know what I was doing. (laughs) Like to an extent, I still don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I had like all this emotion like pent up that, you know, and I had been writing and making music and just dreaming about doing it for so long Mm -hmm. that like when I got on stage it was just like even though I was scared out of my mind it was like I gotta do this though you know like I've gotta like all those years can't be wasted like this is the this is the moment you know so like ever since you know the first performance I I just do my best to put on the best show I possibly can Mm -hmm. and um I don't know I guess people saw that you know um at least that's what I heard, you know, anytime somebody saw me perform and be like, wow, like I wasn't expecting that or that yeah. blew me away or you're doing something different that nobody else is really doing in the area. Um, and I guess, I don't know, word got around and uh, I started getting these, you know, bigger events. So it really started off with um, Dubuque Fest last May. Mm. Um, and that just sent it into a spiral because somebody that was at Dubuque Fest saw me. And uh, they also worked at Five Flags. So they recommended my name um, to open up for the Nelly concert that we had. Another cool get. Yeah, Yeah. that was huge, right? (laughs) So, I mean, and that was the biggest crowd I ever performed in front of, you know, at that time. So that was nerve-wracking, but it was like... I mean, I'm not going to pass that off. Like, of course I'm going to do that. So, yeah. yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, it was about three thousand three hundred people and um and nelly and nelly right nelly Nelly. probably heard you i guess (laughs) i don't know i mean that's pretty cool i mean when you think about like those ears right on you you know somebody that's legit and been in this business for a long time right that's intimidating no for sure yeah yeah i think it takes a little bit of bravery to still get up there and do it and you know that's awesome yeah yeah very cool i didn't get to meet him though no no no. i didn't no but so i mean coming down off of that or having achieved that experience how did you feel after that honestly i mean i don't know my mind's I'm a weird person. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I spent so much time, like, dreaming about doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally happened, it was it was cool. And I was living on that high for a minute. But then, like, two weeks later, I completely forgot I even did it. <laughs> you know? Like, I had a, like, I was hanging with some friends. And they brought it up. And I was like, 
it was something in my mind was like, oh my gosh, I actually did that. Wow. I completely forgot that even happened. <laughs> I don't know. I think about stuff like all the time that like, I don't know, that kind of stuff just like finds its way out. Yeah. And I just completely forget about it because I'm just, I'm so, so focused on to the next thing, the sure. next thing all yeah. the time. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your work. I mean, you, you mentioned hip hop is sort of, you know, the appeal to you being in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. What story is it that you want to tell? What is it about yourself that you want to express? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what draws your writing? Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of my content is, uh, even though I don't really talk about my faith that much in my music anymore. I did a lot when I first started, but um, I don't really like doing that anymore. But uh, not that I'm ashamed of it. It's just like, I don't really like uh, pushing that kind of stuff onto people, mm-hmm. onto the listeners. I just feel like that's unfair. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my content stems from my childhood and... Uh, I don't know. I had a I had a really weird, sad upbringing in a way. Like it wasn't. I don't know. Compared to a lot of my other friends, it wasn't terrible. But like, I don't know. I was I was bullied like a lot mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Um, you know, I've had depression for a long time. Tried suicide a couple of times. Been in psychiatric wards. Been on you know the meds and all that and. Um, you know, I was uh, me and my family were homeless for about a year when I was like eleven, and uh, you know, and I don't know, and I always felt like I was misunderstood, like even by my family, you know, especially gro- growing up and liking rap and stuff like that, and knowing that wasn't accepted, and uh, I don't know, I've just always been the weird kid, <laughs> and uh, you know, even with like my siblings, like I don't know. Like, I love my sisters, you know, and, but, you know, growing up, you know, I was the middle child, Mm. so I got picked on a lot Mm. by them, too, (laughs) and, uh, so, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was rough growing up being me, feeling like really nobody understood me, and, um, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of my content and a lot of my emotion stems from there, even though I don't feel anything towards that kind of stuff anymore because it was so long ago it's still like it's still there you know mm-hmm. and it's um i can still draw from it um whenever i need to um yeah has music in a sense helped you heal from that and if so and how how has that helped you i guess sort of reconcile that within yourself oh definitely yeah um yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm a pretty, I get pretty dark sometimes, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I've th- I mean, I've thought about ending it a million times, mm-hmm. but like music is just, I don't know. If I didn't have music, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people say that, you know, but like, that's just, that's just the way I feel. Um so yeah, music has always been therapeutic, whether it was me just listening to other artists or me making it myself. Um, it's always helped and it's always been able to help me get out. It it gave me a voice when I felt like I didn't have one, you know, mm-hmm. when I felt like others wouldn't listen to me. Like music was always there for me to voice what I had to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then... I just started releasing it and people started listening to it and it was like wow you know people relate to yeah. what I you know to what I feel so it yeah it made me feel not so alone yeah yeah that's great tell me a little bit about the track uh 14 hourglass hourglass I was um it's the last song off my uh the last album I released called unknown and uh that song is one of the only songs that I've made that's ever been able to give me goosebumps. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the mixing, if it's the the words. I don't know what it is, but it's, I don't know. That song really kind of capsulates uh, how I've been feeling like since I've turned 20, you know? Like when I turned 20, I had like a really rough time 
like coming to terms with that for some reason. I don't know. I guess I felt like my innocence was gone in a way, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know. I like I was a kid. I was a kid for my entire life. You know, I was 19. I was considered a kid. Now I'm 20. You know, now it's like you're a man now. Like you got to right. you got to deal with real life stuff. Right. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah, I guess that song is it's just about it's about time and it's about me trying to cope with time time to trying to deal with um you know living in a world where like nothing is permanent and um if you're going to do something like you got to do it now (laughs) because like Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you know um so you know in the song the first verse is about my relationship with my second oldest sister who for a long time I considered my best friend mm-hmm. and I, I to to this day I kind of you know in a way I still kind of consider her my best friend but it's just it's about how growing up we were so close but now we've grown apart you know slowly as the years go by and, and you know because she has she has a whole separate life now she has a boyfriend and um you know she's with him all the time and like i love him he's great but it's like i don't know it's yeah it was just hard to cope with and just not seeing her and not talking to her as much um it was really hard mm. and it was just like like i knew it would happen but i just wasn't ready for it you know sure. like, yeah. time's crazy and then yeah. uh and then the second verse is about uh a friend of mine named Kinzel and uh i've known kinzel for like since middle school but i never really like talked to him like that like we never really were like real friends until until like 2018 the first half of 2018 and then we all started hanging out with him a little bit more and uh i don't know he was just a genuine soul like mm-hmm. It was wild. He was like, everything that he said, like, felt genuine, you know? And he was just a loving, a loving, caring person. And he just, I don't know, he was just always there if you needed him. And uh, unfortunately, he just passed away Mm. just out of the blue one day um, in 2018. And, you know, it's it's wild because, like, the last, um, the last time I saw him was, like, a week or so before he died and um you know we were talking in the car and he uh he told me he was like we're brothers now so like whenever whatever you need like you ever want to hang out or anything like just let me know like we'll hang out like for real like i want to hang out with you like next like next week like hit me up you know and people tell me that kind of stuff all the time but like it was just something about him and it felt real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to hit him up. I'm actually going to, yeah, I want to kick it with this guy. And um, yeah, and then, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't really happen. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He just, he was a really good guy and he really mm-hmm. touched me. So yeah, that's just, yeah, it's just what the song's about. It's yeah. just how unpredictable life is. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't even clocked in. Maybe you can give me 
more time But the hands don't lie and I can't see them stopping, stop I know, I know it's hard to be They say I gotta be, this isn't a part of me I'm lost in this world Like when I when I write songs, um, I used to write songs and think like with with like other people in mind, like oh this group of people would definitely like this kind of style, or like mm -hmm. I'm speaking to these kind of people, or whatever <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like it got to a certain point where I was like I don't I don't care about that <laughs> anymore. You know I just wanna you know like this music's for me. It should be for me. I should be trying to get out what I need to get out, you know, and if people relate to it, then that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, when I was writing that album, and especially that song, it was just about me, you know, mm -hmm. like, what I'm going through. So, yeah. like, when people, anytime anybody relates to anything I say, it's always, it's always amazing, and it's always, um, it always just warms my heart. Um, so that song, 
yeah, uh, just nothing but like just positive, just like I feel you on that. I really, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which, yeah, what I was hoping for. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. Life Goes On is another one. Yeah, 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 I love that again. That's another song that's giving me goosebumps. Like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've picked the two songs that uh, the only ones that gave me goosebumps of mine. Um, and crazily enough, like, both of those songs have. Uh, additional vocals from my sister on there. Oh, nice. um, Right? Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, again, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the mixing. Maybe it's the, I don't know, the way things are layered, but it just sounds really good to me. Yeah. um, Yeah, that song, I don't know. That whole, the the song from where that, uh, well, the project from where that song comes from is called Life Goes On as well. Mm-hmm. And that that project was um, about coping with with death. With, because um, uh, 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 my brother, um, Devante, he died in uh, 2017. And, like, I spent a year um, making that project, just mm-hmm. trying to make it perfect for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that was... That song was the last song I wrote for that project. I went through, like, making that whole project was such a long, tedious process. I went through, I don't know, like, the whole project has 11 songs, but I probably wrote, like, 20 songs for that project. And I just just kept throwing out, just throwing out a bunch mm-hmm. until I finally line, I landed on that last song. And I was like, yeah, this is it. And, um, yeah, the song's just about coping with, um, the struggles in your life and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to live comfortably in your skin. It's the return of the Mac, I burn rubber tracks, I take quite literal, I fake right intervals and head straight, I'm on the road to my destiny, eyes bloodshot like I rose from a heavy sleep, staying with the chill rap, and I hope you feel that, to get some attention I would say I have to kill cats, but I switch it up and now the people wanna see me, man it seems so crazy just to take a look where we be now. I'm on the look for a better day Tired of minimum wage, looking for plenty pay I'm tired of struggling, do the workers get any say? I'm joining the combo, but they just look like I'm Kenny Wait, I need to say something Too many people popping up, but they don't save nothing I need to jump into the picture And become a permanent fixture Greatness cooking up, now just throw me into the mixture now I gotta see a change It's time for me to break in Chasing, I need to really feel alive. Not hearing what they're saying. I hope I find a way in. But every single day, in, I gotta deal with pain, but that's
someone to give to you. Exactly. I've given diamond watches away. Mm -hmm. Don't bother me. Your grandfather used to say, you can give yourself out of pocket. You give yourself, and people don't understand that. Right now, you know, you know how uh, your father teaches on tithing and offering and things like that. I try, God. I give with my I give my tithe, but I match it with my offering. So if my tithe is fifty, guess what I give in my offering? Fifty. I said because if I want to see if all of them scriptures are true, God been turning stuff over, turning stuff over, blessing me left and right. Is it difficult for you to be that raw and that honest with, with your audience, knowing that people are listening to it, or is there a comfort in knowing that people are relating to it? I mean, I would, I would think that once you get it out there, is there ever a part of you that's like, oh, I gave away too much. <laughs> too much of my soul is on that track, you know? Or is it good for you? Do you like having it out there for people? Um, I've been asked that before, and I was like, but it was a couple of years ago, and I think I gave a completely different answer than what I'm about to say. <laughs> but, um, n no, I don't really mind it mm. anymore. Um, I used to be like, I probably shouldn't say that. But, I mean, again, like, this music's for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I would, I would also be happy if I just made music and just didn't release it. You know, because again, yeah. it's, you know, it's for me and it's Interesting, yeah. Yeah. for, you know, therapeutic purposes. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think the fact that I'm able to be so blunt and so straightforward and so open um, really kind of draws people in, you know, because, you know, people don't really do that that often. You know, they hide it behind like metaphors or something like that. But I'm just... Mm -hmm. I kind of I I like being like straightforward because it's yeah. I don't know um, I don't know uh, yeah I don't know I don't know why I'm so open <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's weird if you talk to me like in person I'm so I'm so closed off like I don't I'm not a very uh, social person. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it takes a lot for, like, somebody to get me to open up. Um, you know, we got to be, like, close for mm -hmm. me to, like, talk. Mm -hmm. But, like, when it comes to music, I don't, I don't know. It's completely That's the gone. gateway. Right. Yeah. And that's very cool. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit, um, switching gears just, just slightly. I mean, it sounds like you've, you've been through a lot. Yeah. You've had a heavy load for being such a young person. Mm -hmm. um, the bullying component, dealing with, you know, the loss of family members at a, at a young age. How many siblings do you have? I have uh, three. Three siblings. Yeah. Okay. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of processing you've had to do. Mm -hmm. And we hear a lot about, you know, bullying these days and mental health these days yeah. and emotional health these days. Yeah. What is, I guess, your message, if you will, or what do you hope that people that are, are in a similar boat as you um, are going through a, a, some sort of trial or tribulation in their life? What do you? What is your overall hope that if they hear your music and they identify with something in it, mm -hmm. what do you really hope that they take from it? I mean, I know you say it's for you that you're writing this and it's therapeutic, but right. you know, as an artist too, I mean, our uh, the job is sort of to put your work out there and release it, and then it belongs to the public in a sense, right. you know. Um, so, what do you? What do you hope people are are able to take away from that when they hear your work? Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, I want them to understand that they're not the only ones going through what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everybody struggles, sure. you know, not everybody struggles the same, but everybody struggles. And, um, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just hoping that they find a place where they can not feel so alone either mm -hmm. and um yeah just just something for them to uh kind of let out those emotions yeah um yeah 
I don't know, like a safe place. Yeah. A safe haven. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't really been able to, uh, do that as well as I want to yet. Like there's a, there's a lot I still want to do with music Mm -hmm. and there's still a lot of emotions that I feel like I can, um, tap into or, um, get out a little, like execute a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I can do that. (laughs) And, uh, they can uh they can still relate to it. Yeah. How often do you write? How often do you record and where do you record? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you consider yourself a debut based artist? Um I mean, even though I I've lived in Dubuque all my life, I, I just recently moved to uh Cedar Rapids about okay. s- six months ago. Okay. Um, so you kinda divide your time, it sounds like, because you're still here up here quite a bit. Right. I'm still here quite yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah. Um like most of the shows that I do are still here. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know. For the for the most time for the most part I do still consider myself a Dubuque based artist. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean this is still my home. Yeah. That's not that's not gonna change. Yeah. Um and I'm probably gonna move back here like eventually, but um Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I just go wherever the wind takes me. <laughs> I don't know. So when it comes to uh, again when you when you're writing and recording, how often do you find yourself in that process? Um I write as often as I can. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very busy person, even when I don't want to be. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I write as often as I can. Uh, sometimes it, um, you know, it changes. Uh, you know, I don't know. I get, I get writer's block pretty, pretty often. Not like terribly often, mm-hmm. but like there are, there are months where it's just like, nah. You know? <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like I wear myself out because I'll like, I would just go so hard with the writing and the recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Have you done know. like a formal album release or several albums or EPs or yeah. how do you structure that? Um, I've released uh, seven, seven solo projects and uh, wow. one um, collaborative project with my, my label mates. Um, yeah, so I've, I've made four EPs, one mixtape. And two albums. Oh my gosh! And again, yeah. only twenty-two. <laughs> only twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you find time to do that? I mean, that's just that's unreal. Yeah. You've really just got a lot of music coming out of you. I, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I got a lot of music. <laughs> I never think about that until yeah. like it actually hits me. It's like wow. Yeah. I, I, uh, um, that's pretty prolific. I, I mean, I for a young artist, right. yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I release. My first EP when I was 16, and then the next year, um, I, yeah, it's mostly just, like, I just keep going. Like, I I, I love to take breaks, mm. but I just can't. Like, my mm-hmm. mind just doesn't let mm-hmm. me. So, and it's, it was, that happened a lot more often when I was younger. It's kind of slowed down now, but, like, yeah, so, like, I, I, I wrote the EP um, from like September to November of, um, 2014 and released it that year. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm going to take a break. (laughs) And then my mind was like, no, you're not (laughs) right back on it. So, and then I made a mixtape, 14 track mixtape, uh, like eight months and uh, released that in August of 2015 uh, wanted to take another break, but I couldn't. <laughs> like from September to, I want to say, maybe January of uh, 2016, I made another EP and released that in March. And then um, I think from April, yeah, April 2016 to. June, January, maybe? 2017, I made a 16-track album and released that in uh, February. And then again, like that EP, that 11-track EP I made from from March 2017 to 
January, I think, again, 2018. Wow. Uh, and released that in March as well. And then this album. No, I actually, no. I made another project after that. Um, <laughs> and then I made, I made another EP, five-track EP from, ooh, I think April to May. Like, it took me a month to write. And I released it in June 2018. And then from March, May, May 2018 to August, I wrote the 14-track album and released it. Wow. Like, last year, June last year. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Um, all self-produced, all mixed, mm-hmm. and you're kind of the one-man show behind all that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. My gosh. So I have to ask, I mean, is music the full-time thing for you? No, I have no. a part-time job. Do you? Okay. Which, I mean, I would love for it to be the full-time thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm working for. But, yeah, uh, good for you. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's the move. Yeah. Um, nice. You know, a couple of months or so. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm curious, uh, you know, and I've, I've got to ask this question Live music is something that I feel like in this area particularly, mm-hmm. I, and maybe you feel differently, but I feel like hip hop is one of those genres that has not always been the most well represented. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of hit and miss to find a hip hop show in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how you feel about that. You know, do you feel like it, that that's getting any better? And how do you then, as an artist, I guess, sort of find your niche mm-hmm. when there's not much of a community for that locally? Yeah. Um, no, that's very true. Hip-hop is not very accepted, um, here, which, I mean, it's fine. This is an older town, Mm. so, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, and of course we're in the Midwest as well. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's fine, and it's, um, expected, Mm -hmm. I guess, but, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the last coming years... Uh, well, the last passing years, I guess. We've been trying to step it up. You know, I know definitely I've been, that's like been a mission for me was mm-hmm. to get hip hop more, um, represented more here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I think people are starting to catch on to that. I know definitely Fire Flags is starting to catch on to that. You know, they've been trying to, you know, throw more hip hop and rap shows. And yeah. like, that's cool. That's cool. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, of course, I got, you know, I got friends like Case the Joint, that's, I mean, that's been doing this for forever, years, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, and he's been here, you know, that whole time, so, yeah, I don't know, we're just throwing shows as often as possible, getting um, the best acts that we feel represent hip-hop the, the, the most, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like... There are too many artists that uh, that kind of do the same thing, mm. and uh, we don't really like that. <laughs> so we try to get people that really, um, you know, represent art. You know, represent sure. the art, and um, yeah, yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit about how you got involved, of all things, with the Dubuque Symphony, because uh, yeah. I think that must have been. When did that call come? How did you get introduced to that group? Mm. And what is it like for you to perform for all of these screaming children? Right. They're so excited. I've never seen a group more jazzed right. you know, than when you come out and perform for them. They yeah. just love it. You've got such a great rapport with those kids. Uh, yeah, I wasn't so, expecting that. Yeah, so first of all, I mean, how did that, how did that relationship come to be? Um, that was actually Case. Case the Joint got me that gig because um, he did it um, the year before I did. Mm. So he already had it... Uh, he already knew William and, you know, and the, and the whole orchestra. So he came to me a couple of months before the show and texted me and was like, hey, man, I got the show. It's with the Dubuque Symphony Orchestra. You'll be performing Hamilton in front of, like, a bunch of kids. It's going to be cool, man. <laughs> you know, and I was kind of standoffish at it at first. I don't know why. I don't know why I was just like, eh, kids, because I, I, I felt like, <laughs> Maybe I can't relate to them. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna understand. I don't know. Yeah, I sure. guess that's what I felt. But it got to like the show was in October, and it got to like September, and I was just like, 
Yeah, why not? That sounds like fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. To perform with the orchestra? Like, yeah! <laughs> why don't you want to do that? Yes, do that. So, um, yeah, he got me connected with uh, with William. And, um, yeah, just over emails. And we eventually met and uh, talked about how we were going to do it. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think the day before the show, we um, we did sound check. And, you know, I showed up and... I, I'm such a I'm such a procrastinator because like I was he, they gave me a month to learn that that song, but I just put it off for some reason until like two days before <laughs> sound check. We're gonna hope William's not listening. Right, to this I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that show turned out great though, but I'm so sorry. And um, <laughs> yeah, like two days, and I was. I was like, I got it, man. I got it. I got it. I'm not worried about it. And um, I mean, it didn't take that long for me to learn the song. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we did it. And uh, the orchestra was great. Um, and they were feeling it. William was feeling it. I was feeling it. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we could probably do this. We could probably do this. And then, yeah, and then the show happened and we did it. And yeah. the kids loved it. And yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't think that would go as well as it did (laughs) but it did yeah um, yeah yeah and And it seems like outreach i was reading also that you've you've performed for schools and and done that kind of thing yeah so what do you enjoy about that why is that kind of an important thing to you i don't know like i remember growing up like being those kids age and like we'd have like school assemblies and there would be like somebody famous like semi-famous would like come to the uh the show like an author like one time came to the show and he was like showing us his book he wrote and i was like when i was younger i was really into uh writing and like i used to write books like Mm. all the time illustrate them myself and all that so like that fascinated me i was like that's cool so like anytime that happened it was just like I don't know. I just wanted to grow up and do that too. Yeah. So I got that opportunity and um, I guess I just saw myself in the kids, you know, just like being that age and like, cause when you're like 11, you're like 11, 10, the world is still kind of fresh and Mm. new to you. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're just starting to kind of understand stuff. Um, You don't exactly know what you want to do when you grow up, you have ideas, you know what I'm saying? Of course, like, every kid grows up wanting to, you know, be something, I'm a fireman, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but, I feel like those are the moments that are going to resonate with the kids a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to, um, make that same connection with the, with the kids. And, um, hopefully help them discover what they want to do in life yeah yeah that's really cool um kind of going back to things like Hamilton I mean I guess on the larger scale we talk about you know just sort of the community reaction to Mm hip-hop but on the larger scale do you think things like a musical like Hamilton help to move the needle I mean I I feel like broadly hip-hop is still one of those mediums that's seldom understood the way that it's intended to be um i find it quite poetic Mm. Uh, i think there's a i agree with you completely that the storytelling aspect of it is very real yeah you know it really captures you know kind of a a moment in life for for some of these folks yeah um so how do you feel about it you know i I guess on the mainstream Mm. um do you feel like it's it's in a good place right now do you feel like it has work to do you know as an artist how do you approach that I mean, the play, the play is a hit. Like, that play is huge. They're doing it in New York. They're doing that thing everywhere. Right, right. Um, And I've never seen it. I've actually never seen that play. But I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. And every song that I've heard from the play is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I think it does a good job at... um, introducing hip-hop to a lot of people that wouldn't you know particularly go out and buy uh you know a bone thug scene or something <laughs> sure. you know what i'm saying sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um but yeah so i i do think that's good but um i don't know on the grand scale if we're talking mainstream hip-hop uh 
it's it's looking a lot better than it did um a couple of years ago it got to a point a couple of years ago where i I would look at it and i would i would i was disgusted i would Mm. i was like i kind of don't even want to do this anymore Mm. just because of the way it looked sure and um but i feel like i think lyricism is making a way back up and um you know people are starting to care about lyrics a little bit more now and um I think uh, the way it's getting represented is it's still not like the best way it could be, but I think people are making strides mm-hmm. to, you know, um, make it a little bit more presentable, um, you know, because it scares a lot of people off, I think, mm-hmm. or like it turns a lot of people off. But um, I don't know. I'm really, I think it's, I think it's looking pretty good right now. I think there's some really good artists out right now that are really doing some great things. There's some good music out there. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I've got to ask about the name, too, Lyric. Yeah. How did that come about? Um, This is a long story. <laughs> it's, it's not terribly long. But um, um, so when I was in eighth grade, when I was 13 and I decided that I wanted to start rapping again and taking it seriously. I had to come up with a name. And I made a list. Like, I, I came up with a bunch of lists. I don't remember all of them. But, um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I couldn't land on one. And then I thought of Lyric. And um, there's something about that word. The definition of that word is like... Um, I'm not going to remember that off the top of my head, <laughs> but it's, it's basically like, um, it's, it's representing something. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like that word really represents me for some, I don't know. That word just, I heard that word and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. that hit me a little bit more than anything else. Um, what I like about it is the thread. Uh, I mean, you talk about the storytelling being an important aspect of right. you, and lyric is basically, it almost encapsulates right. what that means. Yeah. You know, it's very fitting. I, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people, like, associate it with. Sure. Because I'm so, I'm, I'm into the storytelling and all that. And I've been, yeah, so I've been asked that question before, and they always assume, like, is it because you got lyrics? Is that why? <laughs> But, like, that's not it. But, like, I mean, I think that's that's also very fitting, though. Because mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I am a very lyric-heavy person. Like, I, I love really good lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. I thrive off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the bread and butter, so. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, so, future bread and butter for you. What, what do you have coming up other than the Bone Thugs show? Um, A lot of music. Yeah. A lot of music. Um, I'm switching it up. Uh, like I like I like my music. I like the sound that I I, I had um, in the last couple of years. But I don't know. I got so bored of it like really quick. Mm. I just wanna, cause I, I don't just like hip hop. Like mm-hmm. I like all music. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge metal fan. Uh, I'm a huge metal fan. Like, you wouldn't... I don't know. I guess I wouldn't look like I was. But, yeah, I'm, I'm into, like, Slipknot and Corn. Interesting. And, like, Slipknot, also an Iowa native. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I love I love everything, you know? Yeah, Slipknot, Corn. Yeah. I love... I don't know. There's some pop that I like. Mm-hmm. I'll listen some some to some Katy Perry, some Taylor <laughs> Swift. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll listen to anything as yeah, long as it's nice. good. I don't really care. I'll listen to country if it's good. I don't care. So like, yeah. Um, I so just want to do that, everything. Yeah, all of that kind of filters its way into your music. I yeah. Guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to do everything. I don't want to just stay with the same old hip hop. Well, even though it's great, mm-hmm. it's like. I feel like there's a lot more I can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to put a word with your sound, how would you describe it? 
Can you do it in one word? No. No. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> if I were to, I don't know. If I if I were to do it with the the sound I've been doing for the past couple of years, um, I don't know. Simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like to keep things simple, mm-hmm. and um, like that's cool. But I don't want to really. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to make some really complex, like mind bending stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I can't really describe it in a word, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be different. 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 That's the word. That's the word. That's the word. Different. I like it. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, where can people check you out if they want to learn a little bit more or check out some of your, your tunes? Where, where can they go? You can, uh, you can find me on YouTube at, uh, Lyric Murr Music. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Lyric Murr. That's M-U-R, and it's all together. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Lyric underscore Murr. Um, yeah, Facebook as well, just Lyric Murr, and you'll find me. So. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Aside from music, what else do you want people to know about you? Um... I don't We're know. stumping him now. Right. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I make music so I don't have to speak for myself. That's what it is. Well said. Right. Well said. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Lyric, we've appreciated you being here on the oh, podcast today. So We're much. really excited to be able to check out a couple of your tunes. Yes. And yeah, the Bone Thugs and Harmony concert, if you guys don't have an opportunity, get your tickets now. Yes. It's happening March at Five Flags Center. It's mm-hmm. going to be wild and you're opening the show. Uh, so it's going to be very exciting. So check it out. Yes. <laughs>